Audio Jungle. What's going on? It's podcast 17, and I'm going to say this up front. If I fall asleep in the middle of this, it's because I just consumed an entire pot roast. And so I'm feeling, I'm feeling like a pot roast. I mean, it was about a pound and a half of beef meat, like three potatoes, half pound of carrots, an onion, and... I basically ate it all, so I feel very heavy, very sleepy, very relaxed, which um, doesn't lend itself towards a great podcast, but that's that's where I am right now. Now, on the other end of that, this week, for the first time, I tried pre-workout. I've never taken it before, you know, to go to the gym. I don't, I never felt like I needed it. I'm pretty sensitive to caffeine and things like that. I don't drink sodas. I'll have a cup of coffee in the morning and I can feel it right away. It gives me a jolt. So for whatever reason, I tried pre-workout. And so the fun thing about that product is it's meth. And so so it's legal meth that you can get at Walmart. All right? I took a half dose. It's methamphetamine is what it is. You, I assume, I mean, it's a jolt. Um, My veins looked dangerously large. I was very active. Definitely helps you work out. But, but yeah, if you, if you have a meth problem, if you, you know, maybe dabble in cocaine, go to Walmart for a very reasonable price. You can get pre-workout and I think it's the same thing. So, so look into it. Um, what else is going on? I stubbed my toe the other day and this was like two days ago. The toe is black. And when I did it, I, as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, you know how when you stub your toe, it hurts bad, but there's always like no damage kind of, you just bounce back in about 15 seconds. You know, I got a sock on because I'm Christian, dude. I don't walk around barefoot. I I stubbed my toe on the screen door, and I was like, oh, you know, cuss a little bit, air it out, uh, get that out of your system, go about my day. And I was like, oh, man, that is just, that is painful. And I realized, I was like, man, maybe I should give a look. Maybe the bone's hanging out. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe there's some real permanent damage done by, by stubbing my toe and, uh, Nah, just pretty pretty bruised up. Might be broken, but even if it is, you know, what do you use your toes for? I've always heard if you lose your big toe, like have to get it cut off or something, or maybe a shark or a turtle eats it off, that you can't walk. I don't buy that. I don't buy that for a second. They say you lose all sense of balance from one toe. That's probably a twelfth of your foot as a whole. So I don't buy that um, even for a second. So yeah, I stubbed my toe. I ate I ate more pot roast than is healthy or necessary. And what else have I been doing? Hanging out. I mean, thinking stuff. Thinking thinking about animals. Oh, 
the the pre-workout I took on the back, it said it had a label that I've seen before on other things, nothing I've consumed, which is good, but it had a label that said, you know, this product may contain traces of a substance known to the state of California to cause cancer and birth defects. First of all, don't put it in something I'm going to consume if that's the case. Second of all, why does only California know about it? There are at least 50 states. I don't know where we stand on Puerto Rico. I really don't. But why does only California know? You know, that label always says that. And and I don't get it. Um, you know, maybe if I go to California, I'll develop those problems. Maybe... Maybe that's the only place that there are scientists. I don't really know what the deal is with that. But but yeah, according to California, I'm in some severe risk. For those watching, I'm also, I'm not going to not address the fact that I'm wearing a, a wife beater. Today I've got on that black wife beater, and that's just to, you know, let the pot roast soak in kind of. I'm not going to put on anything restricting while my body is expanding from a, a crock pot full of meat and vegetables, okay? And in the sake of full honesty, didn't even have a shirt on before this, thought about doing the podcast without a shirt on, but that felt alarmingly disrespectful. So so I threw on a wife beater, which is almost equally disrespectful, but I'm comfortable, okay? So, so yeah, I'm not going to go to California anytime soon because I may have cans, all right? I was thinking about this earlier. Now, I'm not going to have any in-person classes this year, and so that's a bummer, or it's fine. You know, I don't, I don't just love school. But I started thinking about, like, kids in elementary school. Maybe they're not going to have class. And so it got me thinking about elementary school and middle school. And it, it made me think, you know, what's in your mind – What's the funniest thing that can happen in school as a kid? I know mine right off the bat. If you weren't homeschooled like uh, my buddy Joe, you probably know. And, you know, Joe turned out, a, he turned out fine, but he probably spent more time with his mom than, um, than his best. So the funniest thing I think that can, it's not even I think, the funniest thing that can happen in school as a kid is someone throws up. And it happens... About five times a year, and it's hilarious. Sometimes it's you, sometimes it's someone else. Always funny. If it's you, it's less funny. But it got me thinking about a few times in school, kids threw up, and that was just the highlight of the the year. I mean, that was, it's so funny as a kid for someone to throw up. I remember in third grade, this kid Matthew had to throw up, didn't tell anybody, and just like this barf down his shirt and like stayed in class like just down his shirt and just hung out because I guess he wasn't the disruptive type and so that was funny um I know one time a buddy of mine uh ate some bootleg McDonald's threw up and it caused a chain of of barfing so like another buddy threw up another guy threw up everybody threw up so that that was funny. My favorite one though was excuse me, that's that pot roast. My favorite one was this girl Kyle. And uh 
Kayo was a unique character. You know, she, I went to, to elementary school with her. I remember one day she showed up without eyebrows and she said her stepdad shaved him off in her sleep. And so maybe Kayo didn't have it uh, as good as some other people. Maybe Kayo had it a little bit tougher than others. But for whatever reason, one day Kayo in fourth grade, I remember Mr. Baker's class needed to throw up, right? And me, if I ever needed to throw up, I'm out, right? I'm leaving the class. I'm not asking for permission. She made the decision to raise her hand while covering her mouth like this. So so picture that. She's, she's like this. And the teacher did not answer quick enough. And she <laughs> barfed through her hand sitting at the desk in class because the teacher hadn't excused her yet. She made the bold decision to barf all over herself through her hand because she hadn't been excused. And so I don't know if Kyle ever bounced back from that one. That was tough. Um, But that was funny. That That was a funny day. And another thing about throwing up back in school... Something about it, like I remember it in elementary school, by junior high, you know, you throw up, you just leave it where you found it. I mean, it's it'll deteriorate. But in elementary school, whenever you would throw up, especially in the hallway or, or a classroom, if you didn't make it to the bathroom, the janitor would just pop out of nowhere. It was like it was like the janitor could hear barf from anywhere in the building. Uh, it's kind of trained in their mind, maybe. And so, you know, you hear a little bit of, and uh, the janitor would pop out of, of middle of nowhere. You, you never see her until someone barfs and pour this stuff on the barf. Like, you know, I don't claim to know the most effective way to clean up barf. I've, I've done it a few times. I've, I've cleaned up a little bit of hurl, but, but for whatever reason, in public schools, they pour this powder on the barf. It, it looks like cat litter, and they just leave it. They let it set for the rest of the day, which is humiliating for the kid, you know? I mean, uh, they just, they kind of leave a pile of dry, I guess it soaks up. It's kind of gross, but yeah, they, they leave that, that powder, that comet powder all over the, the barf pile and, and they let everybody just step around it for the rest of the day. So that's, that was always funny back in school. I remember in fourth grade, I threw up. I ate a muffin uh, with one bite, you know, and that's not smart. It wasn't a one-bite muffin, but I put a whole muffin in my mouth, and it wasn't like a full-on barf, but the whole muffin came back, and so I made it to a trash can, but that's always a little bit humiliating, Um, but that's the kind of stuff that forms you as a person is just throwing up in a classroom um, full of your peers, And and so that's good for everybody. What else have I been thinking about? Barfing back in school, how some kids won't get to do that this year or experience their other friends do it. Oh, yeah. I started thinking about school, and um, I, I've... This, this is weird. This is just something about me. I've always been a picky eater. I never ate the school lunches, really. Uh, so I would... My mom would pack me a lunch because, you know... I wasn't going to eat that that school lunch just because I was picky, which is lame. But but that's how it would go. And I would I, I didn't eat bread. I didn't eat cheese. Still don't. Didn't eat 
I didn't need any of that. My lunch was always like a, it was so weird. I got a ton of, ton of shit from people back in the day for my lunch, which as I should have, I would have made fun of somebody if this was their lunch, but I would just have like peanut butter crackers, pop tarts, like pretzels, just snacks. I, if I had different genetics, I would have ballooned up to 200 pounds as a, as a 10 year old. I eat four Pop-Tarts every morning of my life and then two more at lunch. I consumed six Pop-Tarts a day. For, uh, <laughs> I consumed six Pop-Tarts a day for the majority of my life and I'm, and I'm here to tell my story. Um, and that's too many Pop-Tarts. But, you know, I guess... You know, the family, we were doing our best. But a lot of Pop-Tarts, a lot of the brown sugar cinnamon ones, a lot of the s'mores ones. And so, you know, that stuff lingers in your body. But yeah, I was a picky eater. I didn't eat that school lunch, you know. I still wouldn't. It was whack. Pizza, Salisbury steak. What else they have? The chicken tendies were probably decent. They had... Hot dogs sometimes, nachos, nothing good. I'll say this much, man. Anybody you remember from grade school, middle school, high school, anybody who at lunch would get the sauces and mix them together, like ranch and barbecue and mayo and mustard, if they took any two of those, God forbid three, and mixed them together, man, that person's in jail right now. You know, you should go visit them. If, if you're so inclined, but, but that person's in prison right now. Um, and, you know, not for that, but they've committed a few crimes along the way, and they're not doing great, I promise. Nobody that did, that did you know, that sauce mixage is in law school right now. Not one person. And, and you know, that's something that was a red flag. I don't know if we knew it at the time, maybe we did, but but now looking back, I can tell you that's inexcusable. You know. Jesus, man, mixing sauces. Ugh. I used to wear <laughs> some of the stuff I used to wear to school was pretty funny. I I remember in 4th grade I was on the basketball team for some reason. Didn't know how to play basketball, but a lot of my friends were on that team. A lot of guys I'm still friends with. Even my roommate um, was on that team. And he reminded me of <laughs> an outfit I used to wear a lot of times. It was probably pretty fresh, but the way he describes it and the way I remember it, it was a Kevin Garnett shirt jersey, right? So so Celtics, it was kind of light green. And I would always rock it with some kind of olive green sweatpants. And they were the, they were the breakaway sweatpants. So you'd rock some gym shorts under them, and if you were about to go in, you'd tear those bad boys off. They had snaps up the side of your leg, and so that was a common outfit for me as a, you know, eleven-year-old. And so, I had the sauce. You know, I I looked good, but, but that was something I wore then that maybe I wouldn't wear now, and uh, and that's. That's kind of how it is. I I wasn't good at basketball. I'm still not, but you know, 
who is good at basketball as a as a kid? I don't think you can technically be good at basketball until you're at least six feet tall. And as a as an eleven year old, I was not. So yeah, nobody's good at basketball as a as a ten year old. Even the best, you're not good. You're just you got to throw the ball so far to even make a layup. Your head is just down on the ground where normal people would be dribbling the ball. You know, you're a child. Um, but but they let kids play sports here in America, and that's one of the things that makes it great. Speaking of which, I'm watching this Braves game right now. I'm not even a Braves fan, but my roommate is, and uh, for some reason now I care how they do, which is a problem because... I didn't want to care about how they do. Um, what else is going on? It's been like, I was thinking about this. It, I need God, dude. I need the Lord, and probably so do you if you're listening to this. You need some Christ in your life. I haven't been to church in, this is the longest time my whole life since the day I was born. This is the most time that's gone by without me going to church by far. It's been months, you know, because of this whole corona thing. Uh, it's weird. It's real weird. I guess the church is open and I could go, but I, I haven't. Uh, not that I should. The average age in a, you know, I'm Catholic. The average age in a Catholic church is about 114 years old. And so I step in there with a, with a cough or a, if I sneeze once, you know, four people die, and then that's on my soul. I gotta go to, I gotta talk to the priest the next Saturday about that, and then, yeah, I mean, I don't see any good in that. But yeah, and uh, yeah, church is weird. Um, I most people around here aren't Catholic, you know. Here in Arkansas, most people are uh, Baptist, Methodist, stuff like that. That's the normal. Uh, uh, religion around here, Catholics kind of its own thing, you know. And it's always funny. I've I've brought very few people to church with me. I can count on one hand uh, friends I've I brought to church with me. Uh, my best friends come to church with me before, one time, on the road somewhere in St. Louis, and I know it was different to him. And then I brought a young lady to church one time, and I know. It was different to her, but yeah. Catholic Church, if you haven't been to Catholic Church, this is what it is. There, There's an Asian guy wearing colorful robes in the front. Uh, and then for some reason, there are like kids in white robes holding candles uh, to the sides of him. Um, and there's no, there's not like real singing, really. Some days there are. Some days there's real singing. The only instrument would be an organ, but for the most part, it's just the priest saying things like this, you know? And if you haven't been to a Catholic church, you don't know what I'm talking about, but but if you have, you know that I'm 100% right. It's just somebody up there like, everyone in here is 114 years old, let us talk about Jesus and then drink wine. That's what it is. That's... I mean, I am Asian and hard to understand. 
All of us love Jesus, but we must be quiet. That's Catholic Church, okay? And so, and so it's good, you know, getting with the Lord, but that's what it is. And so, comparatively, I've been to my friends' churches uh, a couple times, just, you know, whenever that was what was going on. And Methodist Church and Baptist Church are so far the other way. You know, Catholic Church is very formal. I've been in some of these churches, man. Last last Protestant church I went to, they had coffee and donuts while the service was going on. And it's some young white dude in a, a collared shirt and khakis talking about... He's trying to mix in sports and pop culture with the Bible. It's very foreign to me. It's very weird to me. But I guess it's equally positive. Um... You know, it's the right message, but it's so weird. It's so weird. They have a band. Some guys playing the drums <laughs> during church. It it couldn't be it couldn't be weirder to me. But uh yeah, that's the difference. Um So yeah, I haven't been in a long time. Maybe I need to go see, you know, what nationality the priest is these days. Because it's never a white guy. That's not a that's not a judgment thing. It just isn't, you know. Vietnamese, Korean, Indian, um, uh, West African, those are all priests I've had. White guy, pretty rare. So, it's all good, though. That's just, that's just how it is. I mean, that bit about what Catholic churches sound like is kind of funny. I need to do that more. I haven't thought about it that way. But I'm already running long. This was fun. Podcast 17, up now, or up whenever I put this up. And, uh, oh, I was going to say this. If you're listening on YouTube, comment an animal, all right? Comment an animal. If you don't, you're dead to me. Comment an animal. I, in the next podcast, will address how many of that animal I can personally fight off without dying, all right? And so the scenario, as always, is if it's a land animal, I'm trapped in a basement with it, no weapons. If it's a water animal, I'm in waist-deep water, no weapons. All right? So so that's what's going on with uh, animals. Comment one. It can be whatever, amphibian, mammal, you know, water animal, whatever, whatever it may be. But that's all. This is Podcast 17. Uh, Subscribe on Apple, YouTube, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, all that stuff. And uh, thank you for listening.